You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Friday, so it's time for the weekly wrap this week. The weekly wrap is populated by JC Lowe, who is the CEO of ShareNet and also of ShareNet Investments. Tell me a little bit about ShareNet Investments, because I don't understand this one. I've always known you as ShareNet.co.za, JC, as an old friend and colleague. But what is ShareNet Investments, please? Well, we did a, uh, okay, yeah, no longer ShareNet, only ShareNet Investments. Um, ShareNet Investments, we, we made a change in June. ShareNet Investments unbundled out of the ShareNet Group. Um, ShareNet Investments um, focus on managed uh, solutions. So basically, ShareNet Investments will do managed uh, share portfolios using ETFs uh, for the private client, but we focus on advisors. So we'll build a product for the advisor market to use on behalf of their clients. So you're a multi-manager, in other words? Uh, correct. I mean, they, they, they call it um, discretionary fund managers or DFMs in the market, but we do focus on share portfolios as opposed to unit trust and other funds. Isn't it a rather crowded space? I mean, I'm, I've been looking at the banking industry this week and seeing Capitec coming out with its numbers and Investec going all over the place. Obviously, both of those companies in completely different spaces. But the point is that it is a very crowded space in a country that is under pressure when it comes to GDP growth, when it comes to every other metric you look at, especially unemployment. Uh, so it seems to me that you may be up against a few headwinds here. No, I think very much so, and especially if you add to the fact that we're losing, say, just roughly, what, 99 clients out of 100 uh, leaving the country. I mean, when you've got a hashtag saying, I'm staying, it, it, it's late in the day. Mm. Um so, yes, we, uh, I think it's a crowded space. But you know what? With the average advisor, he comes across a client. The client's got a portfolio of numerous investments and savings and cash accounts and stock portfolios and so on. And the share portfolio typically and traditionally doesn't make part of his uh, solution because it's with a stockbroker. It's not with the advisor. And clients typically don't move their stockbroker because it's a very loyal, um, friendly relationship. So what we try to do is not to move it away from the stockbroker per se, but to add a, a building block to the advisor's solution. So the clients actually get, they can keep their portfolio where it is or move it, although, but we'll just do a managed share portfolio as opposed to non-managed. But clientele decreasing, um, I think the market is tough. If you, you mentioned Capitec and Investec, I mean, Investec was late last week, early this week. We saw a 4 to 7% decline in their earnings, yes. um, which they expect. And they also say it's, uh, it's a weak South African economy. They said it's a global trade war uncertainty. They mentioned, obviously being based in the UK, they mentioned the Brexit. And I know you love Brexit and Boris Johnson. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, so a slight misrepresentation there. But anyway, yes, I'm glad yeah, you brought up the point. We'll come to that in a moment. Go on. Hashtag Bojo. Um, mm. Yeah, so obviously, but... Investec's got a wealth arm. If you look at Old Mutual's arm, that Quilter, you've got a wealth solution. If you look at PSG, they've got, say, Consult. Um, the wealth solution should be a little bit more defensive or a little bit more sticky with clients' wealth being advised and, and, and managed, as opposed to transactional or corporate actions and listings and IPOs and so on. So I think Investec's um, earnings going to be a little bit under pressure. They mentioned the restructuring costs. I mean, I don't know. I haven't been through a divorce yet, but... Um, People who've been through a divorce, I mean, hello, divorces are expensive, so restructuring costs are always more expensive than what they'll think. And they mentioned going forward, there'll be somewhere between 5 and 10%, I think I said 6 to 8% growth for the next year or two. And that's obviously a bit optimistic, considering we don't have any certainty on any Brexit or anything. Then we saw Capitec, now I'm by no means a specialist there, but I mean, Capitec showed 20% growth in the headline earnings. Um, they, uh, basic, the basics are they extending more loans again. 
They've got uh, their non-interest revenues are up 17%. Uh, their transactional income was up 12%. But both of these were expected to be mid-20s. So they are sort of falling short of the mark. Um, and their total income going up by 7% while their cost goes up 14%. That's those, they call it negative jaws or whatever the fancy jargon is. Yes. So that's not a good situation where your cost goes up more than your, your income. And obviously, their cost-to-income to ratio goes up to 40%, which is quite high. They're extending their loans. Do you think they're extending their profile? In other words, they're extending too much, too much money to too many people that have very little income. Let's put it this way. I mean, people are unemployed in South Africa, and the economy is under enormous pressure. Do you think at some stage we'll get a set of results which are a shocker from Capitec, or will it continue with its business model that has delighted us over the last few years? This is a this is a um, it's almost like a widowmaker. This one, um, so many people have called this thing a short, and just to fall short of their estimates. Um, you know what? Looking at the SA market, we are I mean, we all feel like it is in a recession. We've got people leaving the clientele. The economy is shrinking. We've got mines shutting down. We've got strikes up ahead. Uh, people are guiding towards lower earnings. I mean, we just said the market is tougher. Yet they're aggressively expanding their loan book. Um, they're actually opening new branches. I saw yesterday on Bloomberg. They, they're actually going contra to all the other banks, closing down branches and closing down tellers, etc. Capitex are actually expanding their branches. So, so looking to the rural community, the people that um, may not bank via their smartphone, they may just yep. want on a Saturday morning to go down there and say, excuse me, I need this loan or I need this finance or I need to withdraw this money. That's what their target market is. And that's still a big target market, the unbanked in South Africa. Correct. And many instances, you said Saturday morning, many instances Sunday morning. Um, so why should we have banking hours? Why, I mean, besides having a 24-7 McDonald's, I mean, banking, if you want to capture a wider variety of people, you, you've got to extend your hours or change your hours because many people are at work yeah. during the day. You can't make banking hours. So just a different service. But you know what? If they're not, I mean, the bad loans um, aren't that bad or it's not coming through in the results. So when do we see... The, the, the bad or uh, the loans non-collectible, what do you want to call it? Um, you don't see those the, the recession in the numbers yet, and that's quite strange. So I don't want to uh, make a forecast here, but surely the, 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 the pace of growth has got to slow down. And when it does, I think this, this market or the share is priced for as a growth share. So when it does slow down, it, it's probably going to be under pressure. And there's Time Bank and there's Zero Bank or all, Correct, these, yeah. all, all these other things coming along. Plus, you've got the four major banks, of course. And at some stage, something's got to give. So if you're a bank analyst, as I've said to a couple of other commentators this week, if you're a bank analyst, you have to say to yourself, right, well, which part of the community do you serve and which part of the community is going to be the most profitable in the future? If you see yeah. what I mean, is it going to be the high end? Is it going to be the middle income, the low income? If you're a bank analyst, you've got a hell of a year ahead of you. Correct. I agree. And you've got, um, we just mentioned that the, the guys are leaving. I mean, if you're going to focus like Investec on the, the high net worth, um, I mean, you, we've seen outflows. This, I mean, we just recently looked at the outflows again. When end of last month, we saw year-to-date outflows of $114 billion. Yes. That's shares and bonds. Um, this month, this, it didn't let up. You would think after a heavy month, it would have a quick bounce or something. It's still declining. It's now at $116 billion. So another $2 billion left our shores. Um, and why? I think the, uh, yeah, the confidence in this market is just not there. Um, people are leaving, so they're not willing to invest. We've seen... Um, corporates raising cash offshore as opposed to local. We've seen, um, and why? We've got an NEC meeting this month, um, or sorry, this weekend. 
Come to think of it, with uh, Tito Mboweni, he's got to lay out his growth plans. I mean, yes. Moody's waiting. They want to see what's happening. We want to see the RAND is showing you. If you look at our credit default swaps, we looked at it this morning. That spiked up um, probably about 20% higher uh, from, from levels. And Moody's, the whole country is waiting for certainty. How are we going to grow? They say we are going to grow, but how? And once they start showing that, I think people can start investing again. Yeah, but JC, we've been talking about this for 25 years now. We've been talking Correct. about this for just over 25 years now. Yeah. When are we going to actually say that all these meetings and all these uh, indabas that we have and all these NEC committees and every other committee that mm. you care to mention, when are they going to actually yield results? Because it's, it's starting to get a bit tedious. It, it is. And if you Speak to a client, I mean, your, your stock standard question from advisors or clients at this stage. And I know this is not a, this is not a, a, a podcast to go and say, be negative, leave the country and invest offshore. Mm. But your, your four out of five questions or the majority of the questions are, um, how do I invest offshore? What opportunities do I have? Um, what, what vehicles can I use? Um, how do I use my million rand allowance? So that's, a, that's, that's showing the sentiment in this market. And if you look at the, the stats, you see uh, the S&P 500 growing, out, outpacing the all share. That doesn't help. So we need certainty. I mean, we see banking strikes. We see uh, Sabanya I mean, just announced that the Lonman Marikana mine shutting down five, well, intending on uh, reducing the job count by about 5,000, 5,200 people. Now, this is the mine that's um, seven years ago lost, what, 30, 34 miners. You've got... Uh, yes. um, You've got some emotions going to run high there. Um, we're full of strikes. We're full of pressure. We, we, uh, uh, yeah. As I said, it's Friday afternoon. It's uh, supposed to be beer time. So let's not go into depression. Well, why not? I mean, it's the best time to go into depression. Actually, Monday is the worst time to go into depression because you should be looking forward to the week. But let's go into depression now. And let's talk about the state of the South African boardroom and the way that it conducts itself. Because when I look at Blue Label Telecom, I think to myself, my goodness me, why on earth did you buy Cell C? Because it's now worth absolutely nothing. Maybe the South African boardroom is not all it's cracked up to be because years ago everyone said, well, the CEOs and the asset managers and everyone in South Africa are so well-versed, they're so well-educated, they are so competent at what they do. But over the last two, three years, we've proved ourselves to be completely incompetent. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think just in general, if you look at a an analyst, analyst forecast for next year's earnings. They always start very optimistic. And as time progresses, they'll, they'll bring down and say more realistic, more realistic. And obviously, as information becomes available, they'll cut the estimates or adjust it. And I think everyone, we started this year with a, a outlook or a house view and said, every year we start the year saying, if they could just fix this, then the market can do that. And this year we said, take certainty. Uh, invest your money in the bank, invest it in the income fund, take 9% home until certainty arrives. And at the moment, that's panned out to be quite accurate. Now, analysts are too optimistic. Business owners are too optimistic. So I think the SA Inc. went two, three, four, five years ago and said, we should expand offshore. I mean, you've seen the corporate failures going offshore. And that was also high conviction CEOs coming in and said, this is what I'm going to do. So, yeah, I think we, we need a bit of a reality check. And I think people need to focus on their core businesses. I mean, they need to do what they do well and stick to what they're doing. And that's... Oh. 
sticking to what they're doing is something that Blue Label Telecoms has not done because they got into the Cell C business. It's currently on the sharenet.co.za screen, one of the most viewed shares, and it has been for the last week or so, 2 Rand 97. If I phone you up now and say, Sharenet Investments, please may I open an account, would you allow me to short Blue Telecom and also Steinhoff <laughs> at the same time? Can I short Blue Tel and Steinhoff with you, please? I think it's probably one of the uh, hardest stocks or those would probably be the hardest stocks to short because there won't be any stock to go on, on lending. But um, yeah, again, Steinoff, I mean, I might take flack here, but I mean, Steinoff is still uh, where we're trading today. 99 cents. It's, uh, it's still about 99 cents too high, isn't it? It really is. That's the whole point. It's going out of business and it's going to be 50 cents and then 40 cents and then it will be suspended. That is what's going to happen. And the same thing might happen to Blue Label Telecoms, although that's slightly unfair because although they've obviously had this disastrous foray into the Cell C business, but their other businesses are making a little bit of money here and there. But I tell you what, JC, there's a couple of uh, train crashes on your sharenet.co.za front screen here. It, it is. And if you look at... Um just look at the, the weekly moves. You've got the all share down, what, 2% odd. Mm. You've got um, gold down 2%. There's no safe haven there. And you've got, wait for this, Bitcoin down, down almost 20% for the week. It's down 30% um, yeah. since the end of August. So, yes, I mean, this is uh, – I don't understand Bitcoin. I don't pretend to understand Bitcoin. No, me Bitcoin. neither. So the yeah. only, only time I see Bitcoin is when people are holding for the moon and, um, yeah – but at this, at this stage, you've got people calling, it's below 8,000. They want to see 4,000 before they start buying. And again, as a currency, we've all done this, this discussion as an investment or a currency, how volatile this is. is it, yes, blockchain is lacquer. But as a currency, this thing is so volatile, I don't know how people invest in it. 14 days ago, actually no, about 13 days ago, Sassel was around about 305, 306 rand per share. It's now 266, according to sharenet.co.za. It's up 0.7% on the day. This is another South African company that really hasn't done very well. It's bought something <laughs> that it shouldn't have bought. I mean, it's like Blue, so Blue, Blue Label Telecoms bought something it shouldn't have bought. Uh, Break bought things they shouldn't have bought. Why do we buy these things? Why not just stick to what we're good at? It's, a, it's, a, it's, again, an example of a South African company venturing offshore, investing in something 30 40 50% of their market cap, taking a huge bite at something they can't control. I mean, in Afrikaans, you say, far van your goed nabe your skade. So I'm sorry, if, what's if, that? <laughs> if, you, if you're far from your investment, you're close to your, your uh, damage or your, your, the negative impact of it. Just say it um, again very slowly so I can write it down. So in Afrikaans, far mm. van your goed nabe your skade. Okay, that's a great phrase. It's very, yeah. actually very lyrical as well. Anyway, go on. <laughs> so, if you're going to try and invest offshore, I mean, someone like the overquoted Buffett always invests in a business and keep the management. So, Sassel, we're picking on Sassel now because they are just shocking. Um, results not being released, I mean, buying something, running almost like 100% over the cost and timelines, I mean, and, and no one's um, being held liable. We're now seeing a little bit of shareholders' activism coming through. We're now seeing a little bit of pressure on the CEO um, happy to see them come in and take decisive steps like investigations and, and so on. But now mm. they need to follow through. They need to show that they return to their core. We want to invest in a business um, for a certain category, let's say in oil, and please don't go and expand and make, don't make our decisions on our behalf. Invest in something, stick to your knitting, and make us build a portfolio around you. Yeah. So we're not very happy with Sussel, I must say, and it, it's something that was, in a, again, a top 10 or top 20 share um, and today we don't see results and they just keep postponing it. So, yeah, where are we? 
late in the day. Okay, you'll share investments. Just tell me exactly how mm-hmm. I can get uh, the Sassel share price because I'm not very good at navigating your screen, although it's very navigable. Tell me how I do that because I have to say, JC, that sharenet.co.za has a wealth of information that people don't quite understand. It's one of the most brilliant and free websites there is if you're a professional investor or a first-time investor. So how do I go to, how do I get Sassel? Let me put in SOL in search shares, yeah, SOL. That's exactly. Okay. Well, now, it's the it's it's number I mean, one platform. I am slightly biased, obviously. No, you're not. Um, but it's the number one, it's the number one data portal in the country. I mean, it, it's, just look at their daily mailer. That's Shane Daily. Um, every day, sort of 5.30, they send a Shane Daily. Just look at the content on that thing. It gives you the, the most great news. So, and that's free. Um, it's, I know it yeah. is. Go anywhere else. You need to subscribe and, and, so, and is, um, so is so are my podcasts, unfortunately. But um, let me just look at the share <laughs> performance. If I put share performance here, there we go. Data for Sassel. Oh my goodness me! Look at this thing. It was four hundred and eighty-seven rand year to date. Four hundred and eighty-seven rand and forty-nine cents per share this year. That was yep. the high. And the low is currently, well, the, the low was 260 rand 20, it says, according to your website. And it's now 266, so it's coming up to a year low. But it's, more, it's I mean, it's almost halved in price. It's extraordinary. Correct. Yeah, going from 482 to 260, 250 or so, it's, yeah. And it went to as low as, what was the low again? 230 something. 260, 260, 20 was the low, but I think it's a closing low. It may have gone lower. Yeah, it's, it's gone to, it looks like the low of the day was about 233, 233.93. Mm. 10 years um, ago, 645 rand per share. 10 years ago, 645. Quite a And you know what? It's never, it's never compared to bashing. But I mean, this share has been somewhere between 5 and 10% of um, uh, Alan Gray's portfolios, for example. Oh, dear. For 10 years, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't care about so, Alan Gray. They've never advertised with me. They don't want to advertise with me. And uh, I'm, I'm sure they're a fine institution. Otherwise, they wouldn't be so rich. But uh, try, yeah. try complimenting them. Try yeah, complimenting along with Coronation. Them. They're not doing as well as they were f- a few years ago. I think they all need you. JC. Um, so so you, t- talk to me about uh, Boris Johnson and Brexit. Yeah, that's uh, what I was going to talk about. I was going to talk about politics that. now. Let's talk about uh, Boris Johnson Please. first of all. The Supreme Court decision was extraordinary but entirely predicted because 11 justices of the Supreme Court, the highest court in the UK land, came out and said, Boris, I'm sorry, <laughs> you've, you've, been, you've been a naughty boy. And he, he, he stands up there and he says... You know, I, I, I don't I don't agree with it. I, I, I think it's I think it's wrong. And and, and he stands there with his silly haircut uh, and he denies everything. He's in denial. It's extraordinary what's going on there. It's astonishing, as is you the what, United States situation with Donald Trump. Yeah. No, it is extraordinary. I mean you sound just like him as well. Um, well, I was but you, you imitating see, him, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> you see so many uh, memes from uh, well of Theresa May saying how easy it was. I mean, hey, Boris, it was quite easy, wasn't it? So we we kept on um, throwing insults at uh, May, saying, "Listen, how, why does it take this long? Why the uncertainty? Why is it not going anywhere? It's taking three years." And Boris comes in and said, "Are we leaving? Come hello, high water?" And sorry, it's not. Mm. So yeah, and you mentioned uh, Trump. I mean, that's <laughs> again. Uh, it'll be on our weekly mailer. Um, you can maybe, people can follow um, our weekly insights. You can go to sharenetinvestments.co.za and you can just subscribe to our weekly mailer. It's called Easy Investing. But we'll cover this in, in, in more detail. It's, um, again, you've got a lot of noise. I mean, impeachment of Trump. 
mean, okay, first off, let's say you are successful. Who's coming in? So you've got his two IC coming in, which I think cannot take a decision or, uh, yeah, anyways. So what you've got is you've got You mean a, the vice president, puppy. Mr. Pence? Correct. So what's he going to do? He's going to follow the strategies already down. He's just not going to be as successful as the, uh, as the buffoon would have been. Um, but yeah, let, let's say this, um, the investigation goes through the house house needs 51%, um, uh, 51% passed because the house is controlled by the Democrats and they want to see him sort of step down. Right. Then it goes to the Senate. Senate's controlled by the Republicans, but they need two thirds majority in the Senate. So there's so, a stalemate in other words. Correct. So it won't go ahead. So this is again, a lot of noise. You've got a lot of noise from this. You've got a lot of noise from Brexit with the, with the currency. You've got Investec, um, sort of one of the collateral damage companies for us. But then, again, you've got trade wars. Now, there are so many good jokes out there with um, showing Trump how he's pumping up the market. Whenever it lulls down or the market's red for the afternoon, he comes out, no, 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 no. Discussions are, yes, it's, it's going well. Eh? It's very soon. We will have a discussion on I mean, a trade war um, settlement soon. And it's, then the market goes up. And we just, yeah, I must say, we grow tired of it. We'd love to be his futures broker. Would you love to be his futures broker? I mean, he just went up and says, Lindsay, just buy the S&P, I sell the S&P right now. I can't do the accent <laughs> like I can the Boris Johnson one. But you know what I mean? I'm sure he's playing the market. I'm absolutely certain he must be. We alluded to it in our, in our previous mail uh, as well. And it's, um, yeah, but I mean, has to be. Or at least mates of his. And it'll be so difficult to prove that... Um, yeah, no one speculates even. So, yeah, it's, it's a busy week. I think we've got um, the NEC meeting this weekend. We'll, we'll add some details. Um, yes. They'll show us how to restructure the country. They'll show us how to make money out of ESCOM. But um, we don't have a CEO in ESCOM yet, so maybe they can start there. Uh, we've got strikes ahead with Marikana. You've got banking strike with Casata saying they're going to appeal. Um, uh, again, a busy week ahead, I think. But it's, uh, it's the end of the school holidays. Next week, hopefully everyone's back from the... The Kruger National Park, etc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> JC, um, what is the compelling argument and the USB, what do they call that, unique selling point for ShareNet investments? Uh, because, as I've said, it's a very crowded space. Just give us your compelling argument, please. Um, it's uh, it is going to be a niche market. It is for high net individuals um, going via uh, advisors. But we have got two or three uh, formulas which we use. We've got strategies to say using ETFs only reduce the cost. So we don't buy funds or funds of funds um, in the international market. And buying an ETF, you get exposure to tens of thousands of um, counters inside the ETFs if you bundle them together. By far the most popular product we've got is the global balanced ETF portfolio. And that means you've got your own share portfolio. We use the Saxo platform. Um, your own share portfolio. You can log in your complete visibility, yes. and you've got a share portfolio using ETFs only. Um, and the cost of those ETFs are around 14 basis points, which is dirt cheap. Mm. So what do we do? We, um, we look at the risk in your portfolio. We diversify across all geographic spaces in the world. We try and get um, good exposure, diversification, and asset class exposure. So this is, um, it's not a typical stockbroking product, but it's also not a typical asset management product, and we do it for the advisor market. I go to sharenet.co.za. The first thing I do in the morning is I do that. But how do I get to sharenet investments? Go to sharenet.co.za. And then if I look down on the front page, it says sharenet home, securities, CFTs, and then sharenet investments. That's where I should go. Correct. That's his place. JC Lowe is the CEO. You can also follow us on Twitter if you want. Yes, indeed. Tell us the details. 
it's just at Shenet Invest on Twitter. JC Lowe is the CEO of Shenet.co.za and also Shenet Investments. And that was the weekly wrap. That podcast was proudly brought to you in association with Shenet.co.za. Visit strictlybusinesspodcast.com and subscribe to receive exclusive content straight to your inbox.